Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 104. I want to add that, although my soul was already in the rays of his love, traces of my past tortures remained on my body for two days, a deathly pale face and bloodshot eyes. Jesus alone knows what I suffered. What I have written is very poor compared to the reality. I cannot put it in words. It seemed to me that I had come back from the other world. I feel an aversion for everything that is created. I snuggle to the heart of God like a baby to its mother's breast. I see everything differently now. I am conscious of what the Lord, by one single word, has done in my soul, and I live by it. I shudder at the recollection of this past torture. I would not have believed that one could suffer so if I had not gone through it myself. This is a completely spiritual suffering. However, in all these sufferings and struggles, I was not omitting Holy Communion. When it seemed to me that I should not communicate, I went before Holy Communion to the directress and told her that I could not approach the sacrament because it seemed to me that I should not do so. But she would not permit me to omit Holy Communion, so I went. And I understand now that it was only obedience that saved me. The directress herself told me later that my trials had passed quickly and this solely because you were obedient, sister, and it was through the power of obedience that you struggled through this so bravely. It is true that it was the Lord himself who brought me out of this torment, but my fidelity to obedience did please him. Though these are frightening things, the soul should not be too fearful, because God will never test us beyond what we are able to bear. On the other hand, he may never send us such sufferings, but I write this, because if it pleases the Lord to let us all pass through such sufferings, it should not be afraid. But insofar as this depends on the soul itself, it should remain faithful to God. God will do a soul no harm, because he is love itself, and in this unfathomable love has called it into being. However, when I was so tormented, I myself did not understand this. O oh my God! I have come to know that I am not of this earth. You, O oh Lord, have poured this profound awareness into my soul. My communion is more with heaven than with earth, though I in no way neglect my duties. During these times I had no spiritual director. I was without any kind of guidance whatever. I begged the Lord, but he did not give me a director. Jesus himself has been my master from the days of my infancy up to the present moment. He accompanied me across the deserts and through all dangers. I see clearly that God alone could have led me through such great perils unharmed, with my soul untarnished and passing victoriously through all difficulties, immense though they were. Going out, later on the Lord did give me a director. After such sufferings, the soul finds itself in a state of great purity of spirit and very close to God. But I should add that during these spiritual torments, it is close to God, but it is blind. The soul's vision is plunged into darkness, and though God is nearer than ever to the soul which is suffering, 
The whole secret consists in the fact that it knows nothing of this. The soul, in fact, declares that not only has God abandoned it, but it is the object of his hatred. How grave is the malady of the eyes of the soul, which, struck by divine light, claims that there is no light, whereas it is so intense that it blinds her. Yet, despite all, I learned later that God is closer to a soul at such moments than at others, because it would not be able to endure these trials with the help of ordinary grace alone. God's omnipotence and an extraordinary grace must be active here, for otherwise the soul would succumb at the first blow. O Divine Master, what happens in my soul is your work alone. You, O Lord, are not afraid to place the soul on the edge of a terrible precipice where it stands, alarmed and filled with fright, and then you call it back again to yourself. These are your imponderable mysteries. Here, St. Faustina puts her sufferings in context and shows us what she didn't yet understand while she was in the midst of the trials. I had mentioned recently the soldiers or sailors in basic training, boot camp, or special forces training. I'm sure that more than once they thought, why do I have to endure this test? What's the purpose of this? We never know why we suffer here on earth. It seems so useless and futile. But from the light of eternity, we will understand things more clearly. We will understand what God was preparing us for. Jesus' death on the cross seemed like a tragedy or a failure to those who witnessed it without knowing him. But it was the moment of our redemption, of the salvation of the world, the moment of triumph of good over evil. Someone once said that our life on earth can seem like the reverse side of a tapestry, all ugliness and knots. In heaven, we'll see the other side of the magnificent tapestry that God has woven from our life, from all of the good works, from our joys and the trials of our life. Then it'll all make sense. Saint Faustina's suffering was spiritual. It happened in the body, but it was as if she had been, it took place in eternity in some ways. And after it was over, she was changed. The things of this earth had less of a hold on her, and she saw that she was more connected with heaven. Her blindness and, her, and that experience of darkness also reminds me of that experience of St. Paul on the road to Damascus. He was blinded by the light when Christ appeared to him. And probably in, the, in that light, he also saw his own soul more clearly. He saw what he was doing. He saw that he was persecuting Christ by persecuting his church. And that led to that powerful conversion. Some things helped St. Faustina through her trials, especially receiving Holy Communion and her obedience to her superiors. She tells us not to be frightened by any trial. God loves us, and he will never abandon us. He is closer to us than we realize, especially when we undergo trials. Her receiving a spiritual director finally reminds us again of the importance of confession as we make our way through the trials of our lives.
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.